You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You know, I'm just glad that you came in. I understand, you know, if you wanted to take today off on a day like this. Thank you. This, it's, it's been a rough one for you. I appreciate the I know. total sincere... Uh, empathy you know you i mean we there. can we can start up some kind of campaign a social media campaign to offer condolences to you or, over this this tough time you know what it's good i'm, I'm trying to wean myself yeah. off of it anyway so this couldn't have come at a more opportune time no yeah but the thing is though i mean this could be a this could be a long haul for you this could be a long haul also might explain why you uh, set off metal detectors at the airport <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> this is fun employment radio i am greg nibbler here with sarah x dylan thank you so much for tuning in today wherever and however you listen it is so fantastic that you do so of course we are live here five days a week on the fun employment radio network then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found and thank you for finding do you us. ever wonder if anyone's listening to the show for the first time if they actually think that we think it's internets because now i can't actually say internet it's always just internet because oh, yeah. we've joked about it for so long. Oh, I always forget about that. We do have newer listeners all the time. Hello, if you are a newer listener to Fun Employment Radio. Thank you for finding us. Go to funemploymentradio.com and uh, you can search there. We also have a new function on the front of our website where uh, thank you to uh, Mr. Jenke, our website designer. And he uh, set up a section now where it's like our recent guests that'll pop up right there on the right hand side. So, so big, big high profile guests we have. You can quickly go to there. And uh, find that episode. You sure can. Also, just, just, just a click. Also, click on the Amazon link. And uh, we do want to remind everybody that it is tax season. It sure is. It, and I'm reminding you of that, not not to bring you down, but because it is tax season, you need to go to somebody that can handle your taxes and do them And it's correctly. not too late, because I haven't done mine yet, and I'm still getting <clears throat> ready to. I'm, I'm ha- I have my meeting next week. I have to do a whole bunch of more stuff tonight for, <laughs> for my own taxes, because mine are, mine are really complicated just because I've got the house, and then I've got a billion different forms of income, because I was a genius and decided to be, uh, you know, well, we decided to form our own business and then have all these different side jobs. That's great. It takes a lot of work, though, to do that stuff and the irs pays close attention to people who are not at the very top of the uh money making categories which is why i go to h&r block so Mm -hmm. i go there and get my taxes done i know they're correct i know it's done right they'll look over everything they'll look over the previous years it is really really great and they've they've done well for us for the last four years yes that they've been doing our taxes and we're very happy with them like before we started going to h&r block we had a bunch of problems a lot of problems we have not had any since we have started going to h&r block which is which is a very big point because, as Greg was saying, our taxes are very, very confusing. Yes. Yes, they are. So you can call our guy, Gilbert, at 501-503-231-8888, 503-231-8888, and set up your appointment now. You still have plenty of time to get it done. Don't wait till the last minute. That is a bad idea. Thank you to h and mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So back to why Sarah is a little upset. It's, I'm not it's upset. It's not because of taxes. I know uh, when I saw the news break, you know, and I know a lot of people were friendly enough to post this stuff on Twitter and Facebook, and, and I did see it. If you are a first-time listener of this show, or if you are a long time, I think it's time we re- revisit something, and that is that Sarah has a love in her life. I do. It is a food love. It is. As you've said before, you Even don't have- Even though some people try to argue the fact that it's not food. It's totally food. We, you've said before it's that soul food. you don't have a sweet tooth, you have a cheese tooth. I have a cheese tooth, got a, a sweet tooth. Got a bit of a cheese tooth going. Mm-hmm. And one of your favorite things to satisfy that cheese tooth 
That's, that sounds so gross. It's I can't. So gross. I'm trying to like go through it, and I keep saying cheese teeth. Why is it gross? Because it's it makes it sound so like disgusting. Te- like porous teeth or something. I, I don't know. Why. Or it makes it like you got candy corn teeth or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I have like uh, what is it like Swiss cheese Actually, teeth my, with like little holes in my, it. My cheese tooth is acting up. My cheese tooth. <gasps> my cheese tooth does act up. Sometimes I'm just like, I just need a slice of cheese. That's all I need. Just one slice of cheese. I can just stop after that. Because, like, especially if I'm craving some of my favorite foods, but if I eat tooth. like my one slice of like Tillamook cheddar cheese, uh, then it's a, it's a, it, it, it's what satiates. I, I guess so. Yeah, yes, it that's what it would be. Craving. Ew. Yes. Ew. Once I, once the cheese craving comes up, it takes a lot of cheese to bed it back down again. It does. I have to like do the thing, you know, where um, well, I'll have the piece of cheese and then I'll wait like twenty minutes because there's that thing. Where you have to know if you're full or if like you can or if you've satisfied the craving. Or if you can stuff some more cheese down there. Yeah. So uh, the other night, actually, when I was I, I've been trying more. not to eat this food that we're going to talk about. So the other night, I was working on a cat painting, and I was just like, uh, and I was watching uh, season six of Parenthood, which is amazing. And as oh I uh, and as I was saying there, all I could start, all I could think about was. Craft macaroni and cheese. And that's all I could think about. And the store was open. And I'm like, I could just walk down there and grab myself some. But you know what? No. I had me a cheese slice instead. I was able to beat the craving. You beat it off. But now <laughs> this will help me beat <laughs> I just realized how that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Never mind. I'm glad you didn't catch that. That all sounded right, so, wrong. So, so you, you, you satiated the cheese tooth craving. The cheese tooth tells you what to do. Now I kind of picture the cheese tooth being kind of like um, it talks to me. Like Danny's not here right now, exactly. Mrs. Torrance. It is. Sarah's not here right now, Greg. <laughs> Something like that. Sarah, I don't think you've had enough cheese in your diet today. Ew, that's the, that's what your cheese tooth sounds like. It's got a southern accent like that. No, my cheese tooth is just like you want macaroni and cheese. It's not that bad for you. Come on, I mean everyone says that it's bad for you, but it's totally you know it's just all processed food and like powdered cheese. Cheese comes in powder form. Well, sure, that is not all that's in there apparently. So Kraft macaroni and cheese, Sarah's favorite delicious snack, has just recalled two hundred and forty-two thousand cases. Cases. Of it. Cases, not boxes. Not boxes. 242,000 cases because of like the fact- there are 48 boxes in a case or something, like a, a huge amount. No, you would know better than I do. Because of this, the fact that they found metal shavings <laughs> in the boxes of mac and cheese, people have been eating metal shavings. Now, they've recalled this. Now, who knows how long it's been out there? I know, right? And you know, I they will say they say, found this. I'm sure this isn't the first time this has happened. Well, Greg, as we talked about, we just did the Shamrock Run this past weekend. And one of the last meals I had before we went running in the Shamrock Run was, quite honestly, a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. And Probably. that was only four days ago. Probably full of metal. Probably full of metal. It's entirely possible. Oh, God. Well, and that's, this leads to two different things here. Now, one, I do want to say, and I brought this up at the beginning. Now, Sarah has this uncanny ability to set off a metal detector at the airport, no matter what, even if there's no metal on her, she will set off a metal detector. And it's no, always I've been. I've taken to wearing like sports bras when I travel, actually. So even the underwire won't set off the metal detector. But for some reason, your ass tends to set off the metal detector. That sounds and this so is ridiculous. you that said it. It sounds it's, so ridiculous. You've told me this. You've told me that, that in fact it is. It does. And I don't know why i don't know why i haven't like been shot with a bb in the butt or anything i don't have any metal parts in me i haven't like had screws in my hips or anything along those lines i just want to cut out that part where you just said i've been shot with a bb in the butt or anything i say so so you don't have any logical explanation well i'm saying maybe this is possible because you have been a fan of craft macaroni and cheese for most of your life life. yeah Yeah, entirely i don't eat I, i don't eat as much of it as i used to 
Like when I was in college, how much did you used to eat? Well, when I was in college, that's clearly what I lived on. Once I learned that you could, you would only eat that. Not only, but I mean, I'd eat it a lot because once I realized that you can actually macro, uh, microwave macaroni and cheese, it was before Easy Mac. <laughs> Just take that much less effort to get it done it was so well because i didn't have a stove or anything in the dorm so i didn't realize that you could actually just pour the box of mac and cheese into like a microwave safe bowl cover it like cook it for seven minutes then you have full-on macaroni and cheese mix in the cheese powder <laughs> you're done you're heading to cheese tooth town i was right heading there. to cheese tooth town wow yes but i haven't had it in a while but yes i am very sad that, you know, maybe someone was just getting ready to have their first box of mac and cheese and now, you know, it's being oh, called. that's true. Metal shavings. Somebody may never be able to go down your path of, of this deliciousness that you found. Well, but that well, it says leave- eight incidents of consumers finding metal in their boxes so far. This just came out yesterday. Eight incidents have been reported so far. Mm, oh, God. That means a lot of people have eaten some metal. A lot mm-hmm. of people have eaten metal. Well, also, this leads to my other question, and this, this does has to have to do with something with – that we brought up before, you know, there there's a 242,000 boxes that have been recalled. 242,000 cases. 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 Excuse me. You're right. Mm-hmm. Cases that have been recalled. I'm going to guess not all 242,000 of those cases are going to make their way back to the craft company. They're probably not going to all going to make their way back there. Well, probably not. There's going to be some spillage. There's going to be some lost boxes, some lost cases that could be floating out there. You know, just like here in Portland where we have this whole thing now where apparently people are stealing meat from grocery stores and then selling them to other stores or food carts. That happened once, and you keep calling it like the big meat reselling crisis. It's a big epidemic, sir. It's a big big meat-stealing epidemic. I don't think it's as big of a meat epidemic as you think it is. I think it is. I think it's a huge deal. And what what I'm saying now is how do we know where all these boxes are going? And this this leads me to ask you this. Me? Yes. Okay. Now say how much how much does an average box of craft mac and cheese cost? Uh probably a dollar nineteen. A dollar nineteen. Mm-hmm. Let it me depends. ask you. They this. have a lot of like, you know, ten for ten dollars. If you want to get like the SpongeBob SquarePants ones, those are usually like a dollar. They also have the uh, thick and creamy ones. They have, you know, the Velveeta cheese, of course. They have the spirals. Which they ones have the are whole your grain? F- okay. Let me w- which are your favorite? My just the basic. You like the basic, basic okay, craft basic macaroni craft and cheese, mac and cheese, basic noodle shape, basic flavor. I don't like the thick and creamy. They try to get like all fancy with the powdered cheese. It tastes really weird. Okay. No, I like the basic. I like the starchy, bad for you noodles and the powdered cheese. Okay, that's what I like. The basic. All right, and so the so the the low end cost of those is a dollar. A dollar, yes. Now imagine this. Imagine if I walked in here. With a case of mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to eat it all at once. It can sit there forever because it can sit. It has, it has a long shelf life, I imagine. It sure does. Something like a Twinkie. For I'm some just reason, going to assume. <laughs> for some reason, those starchy, bad for you noodles and powdered cheese doesn't expire. Yeah, it's not cheese. So, <laughs> so I say I were to walk in here with a case of them, and I were to say to you, now how much is it? How much is in a case of Kraft mac and cheese? I'm assuming. I'm going to say like forty-eight. Forty-eight. We'll say forty-eight. We'll say forty-eight. Okay. That seems like a solid number. 24. I, I, let's go with 48. Let's go with 48. We'll go with 48. Fine. Okay. I'm walking in here with 48 boxes of Kraft Mac and Cheese. Okay. Now, the, base, the original. Yes, the original. Okay. The kind just like you like. And now, now here's the other deal. Normally, the cheapest you would find these would be $48, mm-hmm. correct? A dollar, dollar a box. Mm-hmm. What if I were to say, these may have been recalled. I'm not going to say they have metal shavings. There were 242,000 cases. Surely metal isn't in all those cases. I'm going to offer these 48 for you for not half off. No, I'm going lower than that. 
I'm going to say $48 is what you would expect to pay for this. Mm, Half of that would be 24. I'm sometimes. slicing off that. So that's that's $24 right now. We're at $24. Mm, but I'm not stopping much. there. I'm not stopping there. Here's what I'm going to go. For an even $20, Mm-mm. you could have 48 boxes. Do you know how long 48 boxes would last? 48 well, boxes. I don't eat it every day, so it would probably that's last what I mean. like four years. Sure, four years worth. That'd be like a box a month. Yeah, a that, would be like a month. Four, that would be four years for me. A box a month for $20. You're spending $5 a year to have a fully stocked pantry of Kraft Mac no, and Cheese. No, I don't believe that I should have such excess to, well, A, metal shavings that might or might not be in the delicious mac- macaroni and cheese. But also, B, I don't. the reason why I only buy one box of a time at a time is this reason, which is why if I have 48 boxes of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese sitting in my house, it won't be once a month. It'll be once a day. So what you're telling me right now is the savings. I have no control. The, the $28 savings, the over 50%. Right now we're at, we're, we're at a minuscule amount of what you would normally pay. Minuscule amount. That's not enough savings. I hear you. You drive a hard bargain. You got a good, you got a good head on your shoulders. Smart thinking. How you're going about that. I, I see what you're doing. If you actually had I something to bargain with, this would be more enticing. But I know you don't have a case of macaroni and cheese for me. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to cut that again. You know what? For a girl like you, I don't do this for everybody. But for, for a special one like you, somebody who's smart, somebody who knows what they're doing, has their head in the right place, has their heart in the right place, good head on their shoulders. We're going to cut that one more time. How about we do that? Let's just do this. You know what? I'm not even going to tell my boss. I'm gonna do this for you. This is this is a friend price right here. So I don't don't report it to anybody. Don't tell any of your friends because I can't do this every day. Ten bucks, forty-eight cases. Forty-eight. Forty-eight boxes. boxes. Forty-eight boxes. Ten dollars. Are these contaminated or not? Well, you know that's what the media wants you to say. Think you know they put that out there. Are, are you telling me every single box in two hundred forty-two thousand has metal shavings in it? <laughs> Chances pretty slim. I wonder where the metal shavings came from. I'm gonna tell you right now. Forty-eight. Boxes of Kraft Mac and Cheese sitting right there. It's right out in my truck. I can bring it right in. Not $48. That's the lowest you'll ever pay in a store. Not $24 because I sliced that in half. Pff, not good enough for you. $20? No way. Not for this lady. Not for the one standing in front of me. We're going $10. $10. I told you $10. I can't have access to that much macaroni and cheese at one time. I can't do it. I can't do it. Do you have friends? Do you have friends that enjoy Kraft Mac can, and Cheese? Somebody who could like hold on to Here's another idea. Oh, yes, you have, you have some friends. You could store it over at their place. You know, a good friend would do that for you. They'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to keep these over here. Maybe maybe dish off a couple. You know what? You know what makes a great little uh, holiday gift? Go into a party. Go into a party. I bet you like to go to parties. I bet you like to have a good Nobody time sometimes. Nobody wants you to bring an uncooked box of, box of macaroni and cheese. You like to have a good to time. A what says a good time better than a craft box of Kraft Mac and Cheese? Bought from the back of my truck. Come on. Take a few of those. Then you can give them out to your buddies. Look at you. Truck You'll be a hero. Cheese full of You'll be a shavings. hero. They don't need to know you only paid $10 for the whole box of the whole lot of them. I'm telling you right there. I don't think I'd You'll be the star. Them. You'll be a hero of the party. Talk of the town. Your friends will love you. $10 right now. Sold. <laughs> you know I probably would. You would. You well, would do that's it. 48 cents a box, and that's like unheard of for Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. I've seen it as low as 89 cents before. Mm-hmm. Never in my life have I seen it as low as 48 cents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel we're, dirty. We're actually, we're, it's less than 48 cents, but yes. Yes, if it's $10 for 48. $10 for 48. You're paying 21 cents a box, sir. You're paying 21 cents 21 a box. 21 cents a box? Yes. 
Ooh. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a damn good deal. It's a damn good deal. Okay. You well, can't afford to again, pass it up. we're talking about something that you don't actually have in your possession, so this doesn't really matter. Well, all right. People are commending me on my uh, amazing math skills. It was pretty, pretty amazing. You, I will it was tell enough you, to confuse me for a second one, because it took me a minute. Like, the I'm one like, class I failed in college, I've never, even in like high school or junior high, I never failed a class. But the one class I failed was Math 101, my freshman year of college. <laughs> I failed Math 101. And I tried really hard. I just I, I did, did not get it. Okay. Well, in theory, I guess apparently – it's actually thirty-five boxes to a case, but so we would we would scale out the math a little bit differently than if it was, that were the case. But nonetheless, I would have sold you forty-eight boxes for ten dollars, and you would have done that, even though you know there's a possibility there could be metal shavings in it. Jess is saying, "How ironic would it be if Sarah died by eating tainted macaroni and cheese?" <laughs> God, I don't know. We've eaten- I should. I really should be a salesperson on a no on one of the infomercial channels. You know, I had a chance for. You're for losing a, money. I'm. I'm not losing money. These are stolen boxes of mac and cheese. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying I would steal them, but I'm saying somebody out there. Some of these cases are going to go missing, and they're going to end up in somebody's hands. And people like you will buy them because people give like you a, me, people like you, people with a cheese tooth. <laughs> they're the target market. Bean says she died, but she doing what she loved, eating macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, I mean, it's it's going to end up out there. It's gonna end up, man. I would be great on an infomercial. I had a chance to uh, to for for a possible. Yeah, never mind. No, uh, you can't just start that. What? Yeah, well, I, I had a chance because they they are based out of Philadelphia, is where most of those ones are. For some reason, I have no idea why. I think that's where QVC is. Okay. Yeah, I had a chance for. Um, I was asked to audition for them, but I didn't want. I don't want to move to Philadelphia. Wait, so you would have had to move to Philadelphia? Mm-hmm, yeah. Boy, it'd be fun. Interesting. Thing is, though, once you go infomercial person, you can't you're, go back. No, there's and nothing you'd have else to you can be do. Super orange. Speaking of macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese, you would have to like start di- uh, start tanning all the time. I think it would hurt, kill me from the inside. Like the money's really good, and I'm not saying I, like I wasn't offered a job. I was can offered a chance to audition. You'd be super excited but... about something that you're not excited about. How good would you be? Sure, at? I just was about Kraft mac and cheese, and I could care less about Kraft you're, mac and cheese. You know what? I have a pair of earrings. Since if you did, all right. Okay. A pair of earrings right there. Okay, well this this hurts me because I don't have like the visual aid of the television. No, but you can jingle them a little bit. So you can No, what you need to do is describe it with your words because maybe, you know, blind people also like to listen to, you know, QVC channel. Okay, well this is a cold run because You need to paint it with your words. All right, this paint is a com- it with your words. All right, in all fairness though, this is a cold run. I have never s- seen what this is before until right now and it's right in front of me and I don't have any Okay. <clears throat> Why, why is somebody saying bad news, Greg? You'd be terrible on an infomercial. I think I'd be fantastic. Uh-oh. I could do it. I'll do it out of spite. I'll do it out of spite in our live no, chat. No, spite moving to I'm Philadelphia. Gonna, I am going to spite guys. change my life and move to Philadelphia, all because Jesmond in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live said he didn't think I could do it. I'm changing my entire life for that. So well, hope you know that. You're making some good decisions today. <laughs> I read a lot of YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so uh, all right. Let me tell you what I have right here. Now, am I selling it to you or am I selling You're it? You're selling it to me. Selling or just it selling it to the general public. See, the general public, though, I would have some visual. I would have some visual. All right. Visual. Well, why don't we say what it is to begin with? So why don't we set <clears> the platform for everybody so they know what you're describing? All right. Here, I'm just going to do a quick sales pitch. Do you want me pitch. to say what it is? I'm going to do a quick sales pitch. What I have in my hand right here is something that's not only beautiful, it's timeless. 
and he's laying it clearly he's, pre- he's presenting it on the clearly back of his hand. is something that i'll tell you what it looks like it'd be way out of my price range these earrings that i have in front of me now these are f- uh, fine detailed earrings i believe uh curated by possibly the uh navajo tribe of the southwest uh united states you know they have their own nation down there and these are possibly curated by them but whoever whoever the actual designer is and we'll find out that information for you um clearly spent Many hours crafting this fine chain link spiraling earring that spreads out towards the bottom. It starts off very small at the top, spreads out to very wide at the bottom. And here's the key part. This is something that you're not going to see everywhere. You're not going to see this all the time. These are individual leaves. There's three on the first row, five on the second row, and then going all the way down to, well, it looks like there's about eight or nine of them. On the bottom, almost a haiku we had there. And at the very bottom, each one of these hand-presumably carved metal earrings, metal leaves with individual spirals on them, each one of them representing the years and the times of your life. It starts off when we're young. We don't have as many leaves, do we? And the older we go, each leaf gathers a different memory. Each one's a memory right there. That's when uh, That's when my kids were born, right there. That's when Sally and... Jimmy were born. That's what they would represent to me. And then we go on to the later years in life where each one of these leaves can represent one of our grandchildren. And you can put, take off the leaf if you want to and put another one on there every time you have somebody precious join your family. So you're constantly wearing a reminder and you're constantly wearing a memoriam to all those special loved people in your life. And that's what these earrings are right here. Now, a lot of people would think these are far out of my price range and you know i would say i would say the same thing if i were walking out there and i saw these I'm like you know what that's pretty that's that's not something i can afford but that's where i'm going to tell you you're wrong because today we've got a special deal where you can commemorate the loved ones in your life this is a once in a lifetime opportunity because these don't come off very often once in a lifetime opportunity right now for only 119.95 you can have these shipped directly to your door and have something. You hear that? Hear that dangling? Each one of those is a memory in your life. All clanging together, and that's what makes Don't you. Don't break my earring. That's what makes you th- this earring tree. Now, how much would you pay for something like that? Am I like the co-host? Is this a, okay. I, well, I don't I'm know. Doing, I'm not um, saying. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, Greg. I we mean, should have set up the call line. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that set up. but I can call. Uh, uh, hello, uh, yes, hello. Hi, thank you for calling in. We're live right here, right now, selling our leaf tree earrings oh, for so one nineteen ninety five. Aren't they just precious? They're lovely. I just, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford them. Oh well, you know what? That's why we have a special financing offer right now. Oh, tell me more. One nineteen ninety five. One nineteen ninety five. Is that a hundred nineteen? That's a hundred nineteen dollars and ninety five cents. Oh, right here where you can share your loved ones, the stories of your life. We'll post a picture of this at funemploymentradio.com, too, so everyone can see this lovely earring. Oh, they're very nice. Possibly carved by Navajos. And not only that, though, if you can't afford it right now, and I understand, that's a lot of money, but what's how much is too much to commemorate the loved ones in your life? I bet you have some grandchildren out there. I do. I have so many grandchildren. Oh, well, I love them so much. I wish they visited. Well, well, and that's why you can wear this at all times. When you're out and about, you can always have the representation of your grandchildren right there on your earring, 
right there on your ears for the whole world to see, oh. to show off, to brag. It's like they visit me every day instead of only every other Christmas. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, you don't have to pay the full one nineteen ninety five right now. That's okay. Can I ask what your name is? Oh, my name is Mary. Mary? You know what? That's a lovely name. Thank you. That's a lovely name. Thank you. I think I named one of my children Mary. And so what we can do, we can do this. We can break up those payments. We can, can, how much can you afford, Mary? Can you afford $50 uh, a month? Uh, I, I pay the nice lady down the street to buy my groceries. I think I have about $22 left. You know what, Mary? Until month, until my Social Security clears. You know what, Mary? Why don't you take $2 and put that in your pocket? Because all we need is the 20 $20 a month. You keep that $2 yourself. You buy yourself something nice. $20 a month. We are so stupid. Oh, my God. See? I sold you the earrings, though. Did you? Don't throw my earrings. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Those are real earrings. And, yeah, it's all right. I got them at, like, uh, I can't remember, some, uh, like, Claire's for, uh-huh. I think, like, $3, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> by, uh, in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, by Jessamyn saying, I've never wanted to punch Greg more than now. I think that means I was successful and I proved him wrong. I would be fantastic at this job. Fantastic. <sighs> wow. Can you guys believe that we don't plan this stuff out in advance? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, there you go. All right. Well, what do you want to do next, Greg Nug? Well, it's sold. Um, Well, I actually had a question for the listeners of Fun Appointment Radio because I need some help. Good, because they're just sending nothing but love our way right now. Nothing but love towards me in the live chat. Now, you can listen live for $6.99 a month. The first week is free. You can go to funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe where you get to give live feedback to us as we do the show on what your thoughts are in the process. Uh, Nothing but love right now. Nothing but fantastic comments. I really just love how supportive everybody is. It's a little overwhelming. It is. It's kind of smothering at times. I'm just like, I know, I know. It was that bit was really funny with Greg describing an earring that you couldn't see, and me trying to be an old lady mm-hmm. by uh, muffling my mouth with my hands. A lot of people just can't hold back their no. their love for it. Um, no, people ask us if we're going to get into our own dance uh, acting troupe. We've thought about starting it. I mean, it would just be too popular. We'd have yeah. to like put Fun Employment Radio on hiatus mm-hmm. because we're just too good. Right. Too good. It's very difficult. Yes. Very difficult for, for anyone it's to match It's hard to be that. thespians such as ourselves. Well, that's true. So here's my question. This is something that I had to deal with yesterday. And I posted this on Twitter, and I am looking for help. So this is actually something that, that happened. I've, I've discussed before about how um, I have a house in southeast Portland, of course, and I have a driveway. And assholes like to block my driveway. And this really, really, really upsets me. And it makes me... I I get so angry. Like yesterday when I was driving home from the show, I cannot tell you how how mad I was when I pulled up, getting ready to pull in my driveway, and there was some jackass blocking half the driveway. And the way way it works is there's trees on either side, so I can't like scoot around them or drive up on the lawn. I'm stuck. I have to go park on the street like a commoner. And so, but the problem is most most of the time my streets are full because uh, the city decided to remove a whole bunch of lanes for bike lanes. But so so I I couldn't park there, and I always like to leave a note. Oh, I leave a note no. on their car, and well, because I figured this is the only way I can do it. It's either that, or I have to sit there and wait until they come back so I can shame them in person. But I never know how long it's going to be. Well, and you're do you really want to go up and approach somebody in person? Oh yes. Really? Oh, I've done oh, it. Oh, that sounds like my nightmare. Oh, man. Let me tell you, they backpedal really quick when I'm standing there. And I, I and I'd just be like, yeah, you know, that's my driveway that you're blocking right now. And they see, they, they see the look on my face and then they like 
they they back off. They like they they get really upset. Well, not really upset, but they they understand that I'm upset. So um so yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. It's I I don't mind. Okay, I don't mind. You feel like a productive member. Of I feel like a productive member when I walk up there and I. All right. I do see, I just I guess I don't know how to um to talk to you about this because I've never. Well, unless you know, lived with my folks, I've never really had a driveway that you could block. Well, yeah, but I mean, you you know what I'm talking about when I when I bring this up. Well, I guess I leave and notes like when that girl. Was you leave all kinds hot, of notes, and and actually, or... your suggestion on Twitter was a, was a good one when you were when you posted this one. So I was pretty proud of that. One. So my my question was to people: What should I leave for a note? Now I've left um, one one of the notes. An example that I left that one time was. I was like, uh, you can see a picture of your car on iparklikeanasshole.com. And then I wrote out iparklikeanasshole.com and I, I like made it look like it was the website and I wrote down their license plate number on it. I have no idea if that's a website or not. I still don't even know. But I, but I made that seem like it was. I don't think that it is. Maybe I should get that. Uh, <laughs> so just, just because, and here's the only reason I did that, was that so that made them on their way home have to worry that their car was posted somewhere publicly and on top of that, when they got home, you know, they had to sit there and like go search this out and see if they had spelled it wrong, if they were trying to read something. It took time out of their day. Like they took time out of my day. That was my whole point. Well, I mean, it. why don't you publicly shame them by, you know, taking a picture of their license plate? I, I always take a picture of their license plate. Well, why don't you post the picture of their license plate? I mean, that's I could. nothing. That's not illegal. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I asked some ideas of what it is that I should post, like like what I should write, not what I should post, but what I should write on the on the note that I leave because mm-hmm. I wanted some new ideas. And some people have uh, have given some suggestions on Twitter. There were, um, let's see, uh, this comes from uh, our buddy Gerald. Dear human, move your fucking shit box, please and thank you. Namaste. That's that's one option. Although namaste. it's rather aggressive. <laughs> namaste at the end is. Is, is key. No, that takes it back down a notch. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's true. Um, let's see. There is uh, oh, somebody said, uh, take a screenshot of your call log to Portland Parking Enforcement and print it. Yeah, that that would be a good one. So, like, make it look like I called uh, Portland Parking Enforcement, which, by the way, calling Portland Parking Enforcement does nothing. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. They say, okay, well, if we have somebody in the area, we'll come out, but otherwise, nope. So, unless somebody happens to be in the area that day. Then you can uh, then it'll work. And Sarah's suggestion was was this. You wrote that I should <laughs> that I should leave uh, this note on there. Your gas tank was low on sugar, so I fixed it. You're rel- you're welcome. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. Thank you. That's a pretty good you one. You should kind of freak them out, and then you don't need to put sugar in the <laughs> gas tank, but kind of sprinkle sugar around and, their <laughs> gas cap and freak them out. And uh, I would like. Uh, <laughs> I would like uh, people to send in emails to funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Um, let's see. Edward said, uh, I did something to your car. Can you guess what it was? That's awesome. That's, funny. That's pretty funny. That's good. I did that something might to your car. Can you guess door. what it is? P.S. Don't park in my driveway again. Yeah. That's a good one. I That's left a you a surprise. Fuck. No, no, no. Not even I left you a surprise. I did something to your car. Can you guess what it was? <laughs> that is so That's pretty good. good. Well, I, I want people to send in uh, emails and I'll, I'll write down that one too that Edward wrote and whatever people put in the live chat send in an email funemploymentradio at gmail.com because I will do this the next time somebody blocks my driveway which could be as soon as tonight or it could be a couple of weeks from now I don't know it will happen again uh, I will I will write one of the notes alright I will write one of the so listeners we can notes vote on, on there which note. Okay. yes yes I will absolutely do it done and done I so know much. you do. I know you I do. I'm glad it. that you're asking for help, though. I'm asking for help. Well, I'm asking for help on how to mess with these people mm-hmm, more. That's good. That's what I'm asking for.
people have other suggestions as to what you could do to the car. <laughs> See, I don't want to be legally, I don't want to be liable myself for anything. Leaving a note is fine. <laughs> and I can make them think whatever I want. You just got to stockpile the choices so that way you can just pick one out of a hat when the time comes because you're going to be so blinded by rage you won't be able to come up with anything yourself. I could so, do the free car tow. Like that's tow. how I got rid of that trailer thing. Right, yeah. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Dylan. How are you? That Welcome. Was different. I know. I'm really hungry. I didn't eat enough before the show. You never eat enough. Because, whatever. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, I'm not sure how you spent your St. Patrick's Day yesterday, but a new study from Pornhub was just released, and it is showing that St. Patrick's Day actually inspired a shit ton of people to watch leprechaun-themed porn. Really? Mm-hmm. Leprechaun porn was trending yesterday at Pornhub. Uh, Pornhub released their St. Patrick's Day data insights, which revealed some interesting things about what the celebration inspired people to do when it comes to their porn. Call me a square, but I don't think I've ever seen any leprechaun-themed porn. Well, searches on the site for leprechaun increased by 9,325%. Increased by 9,000%. What was it previously, though? I mean, that's Compared to an average day. So whatever the regular percentage is, take that and increase it by 9,325%. Okay, all right. I want to know if anybody... Come on, just write in the chat. Were you one of those people that was Googling leprechaun porn? I just want to know. What, is it the leprechaun doing the, the work or the work's done to the leprechaun? That's why so many people were looking. Maybe they had that same question, Greg. Maybe they did. Uh, so this meant many people on the site yesterday were searching for leprechaun porn. Um, also, people celebrated. You know what's going to happen also? I bet that percentage goes up today because it, people are just like me. They're going to go, what the hell is leprechaun porn? And then it's going to keep increasing. Yep. You're probably doing it right now. Uh, so people also not only look, uh, search for leprechaun, they also search for Irish porn. So searches for Irish porn with the What's, word Irish in it. I don't know exactly what I it is. I can make some terrible Irish jokes, but do I'm it. not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, so that was up 625%. So I guess people were more interested in leprechaun porn than Irish porn. Huh. Yeah. So uh, porn fans also wanted holiday-themed porn. Uh, St. Patrick's Day porn was also up by 6,000%. So there you have it. Okay. People are fucking weird. What would we do without Pornhub telling everybody what it is that... It's telling everybody that, hey, you're you're not the only weirdo. Yeah, Pornhub gives the stats. (laughs) There's lots of it. I really like that they update people, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, look. It's been posted in the chat that you can find yourself... uh, Buy yourself a shirt that says, I uh, love leprechaun porn. Greg is a size medium. Someone get that for me. (laughs) Greg Nibbler, today is a glorious day. Well, not so glorious because of the macaroni and cheese news that we heard earlier in the day. The mac and cheese blight. The blight. But a glorious day indeed because an argument that you and I have been having for five plus years will now come to a conclusion based on actual research and proof. No. Greg, the eternal debate over whether the toilet paper in a bathroom goes over or under under has now been answered due to the authentic original patent that was filed by the person who invented toilet paper according to the 1891 patent 
by New York businessman Seth Wheeler, who is the creator of toilet paper. Yes, it has been determined that the toilet paper roll should be on the outside or in the over position. No. Yes, this was discovered uh, this past Monday after the patent for Wheeler's toilet paper was discovered. Wheeler, who was the man behind Albany, so it used to be called wrapping paper. Did you know that? I did not. So toilet paper was wrapping paper. Okay. Uh, so it was called, uh, the original toilet paper roll was Albany Perforated Wrapping Paper Company. Uh, he also was the one who uh, invented perforation, which is why you can rip off toilet paper in squares. Oh. Yeah, so uh, talking about his patent uh, for wrapping paper, in 1871, he said, My invention consists of a roll of wrapping paper with perforations on the line of the division between one sheet and the next, so as to easily be torn apart, such a roll of white, uh, wrapping paper forming a new article of manufacture. And then in the diagram for said patent, it shows exactly how it should be used with the toilet paper over. Yeah, that's neat for 124 years ago. You know, there's a lot that's changed over time where we realized we were doing things wrong. And I made a note of this earlier. We used to have zeppelins that were full of hydrogen. Seemed like a great idea, real buoyant. Fly all around, oh, except for they explode everywhere and destroy things. So then we went to blimps. We improved on this. Now, on top of that... We haven't improved. Tell me the new improved we toilet also have paper. Cars. Tell me the new improved toilet paper. Cars. Cars used to come without without seatbelts, Sarah. Do you know how many lives were saved once we added in seatbelts? It's not that seatbelts weren't available. It's that people didn't put them into the cars. And then we fixed that. We improved upon the invention. And that's why with the toilet paper, we have evolved. We've gone to a better place. We realized, now this is a great idea to have toilet paper on a roll next to the toilet so I can grab it at any point. But there's a problem. This over thing, it ends up where it piles onto the bottom of the floor. You pull on it, and it just keeps going and spinning and spinning and spinning How and spinning. And you waste paper? all of this toilet paper. How hard is toilet paper, really? Now, you flip that around and you put it under. You know what? That's using a little bit of gravity, a little bit of leverage. You pull on the back, and then you rip, and it uses the force, the, the weight, the mass of the roll of toilet paper naturally helps tear it does not off. naturally help tear it at all. It rubs yeah. against the wall. That is not the way you should do it. And now no. it has been, therefore, thus proven no. that you are indeed wrong. No. You are wrong. No. And if you look at the patent from 1871 and see the diagrams of said toilet paper, it looks exactly the same as goddamn toilet paper today. So you don't have a leg to stand on. It's not a Zeppelin. It's not a blimp. It's not a seatbeltless car. This is toilet paper. These are... Sheets of paper that you use in the facilities, they are exactly the same, and you are wrong, and I am right. Cars used to not have reverse in them. Look how valuable that is. So there you have it. I have a couple stories that I've titled, Men Doing Stupid Things While Drinking. The first one, the person dies. I'm just born, I'm, I'm just telling you in advance. Oh, all right. Okay. This happened yesterday. Oh, my goodness. This happened this morning at 3.40 a.m. this morning. Less than 12 hours ago. We're timely. Timely here on Fun Employment Radio. Right, Greg? Yes, indeed. A man in Los Angeles was killed this morning after he spent the entire night drinking and decided to climb a tree and fell out of it onto a spiked metal fence impaling himself. Oh, my God. I just want this as a word of warning. I'm not doing this to make fun of him losing his life or anything, but I'm saying do not get drunk and climb a motherfucking tree over a spiked iron fence. Oh. 
Yeah, no, that's not a good idea. Yes, that is not a good idea. We're called uh, to North Berendo Street, which is in East Hollywood, around 3:40 this morning. Uh, a man by the name of Edwin Ochoa, 30 years young, 30 years old, of Los Angeles, died at the scene. So a police captain told reporters that he apparently climbed the tree to retrieve a coat that he had thrown into the tree. Don't throw your shit into trees. Uh, he then climbed the tree, was sitting on a branch. The branch broke. Oh, God. And he fell off of the branch and onto the fence. That's like something out of a horror movie. Next to his body, there was a broken branch and 20 empty beer cans scattered around the tree. Was he by himself? He was by himself. 20 beer cans? 20 beer cans. He sat by that tree and drank 20 beers. It seems to be. Or maybe somebody had helped him drink the beers and had left before him. Oh, there man. There were 20 empty Yeah, don't, don't do that. I've done a lot of dumb things drinking before, but that's, 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 don't do that. By the way, this, uh, this story was also accompanied with a picture, not of him on the fence. Uh-huh. But it was like almost as bad. It was a picture of the fence, but with just a giant, a giant tarp over him. Oh, so my could, God. Why like, would you you couldn't do that? see him. So? But you know what's under there. That's... I'm like, why would you even put a picture of that on there? No. Like, clearly everyone knows what that... Nobody wants to see that. No. Oh, yeah. Be careful, people. All right. So be that... careful. Also, of note, this this just reminds me again. It's going to be nice weather. When you go swimming in the Clackamas River here in Portland, uh, outside of Portland, don't jump off the rocks and dive into the water. Don't. 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 Jump off the rocks. You're never going to look cool. It doesn't make you look cool. You just look stupid, and then you could die. So don't do that. And that has been Greg's PSA. Yes. All right, so this guy's still alive. He's an Englishman uh, out of Grimsby, England. So this man's name is Lee. Let's see. It doesn't have his last name. I think he's just going by Lee because this story is kind of embarrassing. So this is my second story. And men doing stupid things while drinking. Number yep. two. This All guy right. survives. Mm-hmm. Uh, has become a poster child for why, uh, for why homemade tattoos are almost always a horrible idea, especially if you decide to do them on your face. I wouldn't say almost. I'd say they're always a bad idea. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on so, his face. Uh, this guy's name is Lee. He's a 35-year-old father. Whoa. I didn't see this before. A 35-year-old father of five. <laughs> Lee's been busy. Well, Lee father of five, uh, sported three botched tattoos on his face after he drunkenly decided to tattoo himself with printer ink. Good thing he's procreated and has five children yes. he's looking out for. That's that's a comforting <laughs> thought. Yeah, he decided to create a homemade tattoo gun that he and a friend pieced together just moments before. So they got a little motor and a welding thing and came back an hour later with the machine. Uh, this is his friend, Lee's friend, who helped him make the machine. Not much of a friend. Lee thought, wow, this is pretty cool. Now, they couldn't find any ink, so he decided to go into his printer. Wow, this is cool. He went into his printer, got the printer cartridge out, and said, hey, this ink will work. So set to work that they did. Um, so he tried to make three teardrops on his face. <laughs> there's one under one eye, and they're huge, and then there's two under his other eye. Aren't teardrops supposed to be, I mean... They're supposed this to be like some gangster kind of thing. It's like aren't if they? you killed somebody, isn't it? Or yeah, like a teardrop per person. Yep, yeah. somebody. Uh, oh, is there just a picture of in the chat? Oh my gosh! There he is! Wow! So this is Lee. So um, when Lee woke up the next morning, he said he looked like an daddy. Alien. What's on your face? Children, father of five. Uh, so when he woke up the next morning, uh, he said that it looked like an alien had uh, had sneezed on his face. Uh, he said he sobered up and looked in the mirror, and he thought, who are you? What the hell have you done to yourself? You look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, he said that, 
That day, he had to go into his job after getting his face tattoo, and his boss looked right at him and said, sorry, you can't work here. (laughs) Bye-bye. See you later. Now, Lee has had trouble finding work ever since. Even when he's not on the job hunt, he says people look at him as if he's some psychotic clown gangster. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. When you tattoo really, really bad smudges onto your face, people are going to take a look. Uh, He says, when I'm out and about in town, I get stared at uh, all the time. Old ladies cross the street and clutch their handbags as if I'm going to steal something from them. People call me Coco the Clown, a murderer. (laughs) People think I'm some kind of psychotic gangster sort of thing. This is the worst part. Lee, determined to get the tattoos off of his face, resorted to... Using a cheese grater on his face in order what? to get the tattoos no. off. No. Surprisingly enough, it didn't work. Are you kidding me? So after home tattooing his face, he decides to take a cheese grater to it to try and get the tattoos off. Now, Lee said that he grated his face. Oh my god. And he thought, oh, it's coming out because there was a lot of blood. But then he woke up the next day and they were still there, but now they also had. Scabs along with them. <laughs> Five kids. <laughs> Makes sense he wouldn't know how to use a condom, too. <laughs> well, Lee, now after talking about this, has now finally decided to try to get laser tattoo removal treatments. He decided that, that cheese grater thing just wasn't doing it. <sighs> uh, Lee has words of advice for anyone who thinks that they should drunkenly home tattoo their faces. He says, basically, I've regretted it since the day I did it. People think, I love how they just, like, skirt over the cheese grating thing. Right. Like, that's like, not a big deal. And he just goes back to the whole tattoo thing. Not that he used a cheese grater on his face. Now, he said, people um, call you every name under the sun. What affects me most is people's preconceptions of who I am because of my tattoos. You're because a fucking idiot. They I always mean, expect the worst. That just, you're wearing, I'm a fucking idiot on your face. That's what you're wearing. That's probably a lot of what the preconceptions are, and it's pretty accurate. So there you have that. And I do have one more story. Greg, this totally reminded me of you. Because you do like your conspiracy theories. Yes. And I do have one about aliens Ooh. that I saw. The lizard people. And I know you like alien. What? I know you like conspiracy theories. I know you like aliens. Is it the greys? What? Nothing. No, it's not. This is just coming out. That a retired U.S. soldier is now speaking out. He's broken out of the veil of silence. And he's now speaking out. About his claims that he has spent the past 17 years of his life battling aliens on Mars. Decorated retired U.S. soldier, Greg. He's not crazy. I I did see this story. A former U.S. Marine has claimed he has spent nearly a decade battling aliens on Mars. Battling aliens. The ex-Marine, who goes by the name of Captain K, says there are five human colonies on the red planet and he has spent 17 years fighting to protect them. Serving in a space fleet known as the Earth Defense Force that recruited military personnel from countries like America, Russia, and China, the one-time ex-naval infantryman was a trainee to fly a variety of bombers and Star Wars-style space fighters. He's then spent his time protecting the colonies from Martians, who presumably have wanted to take over Mars and make it their own. Well, if they're Martians, isn't it, isn't it theirs already? Greg, Wouldn't that is such a valid point. That is such a valid point. I mean... Captain K doesn't think so, though. He doesn't think they deserve it. Okay. Uh, Captain K doesn't end. His travels don't just end with Mars. Sorry about that. Spacecraft, that's been a problem for you today. That's it has been a problem. Time. I'm a little spazzy, I guess. Uh, Captain K's 
incredible journey doesn't just end with Mars. Uh, spacecraft training apparently took place on the moon, as well as on Saturn's moon, Titan, and even into deep, deep space. Now, his retirement ceremony after 20 years of service also took place on the moon, which is why a lot of Earthlings weren't invited to it. Oh, he had a retirement ceremony Only on Only special people get invited to retirement parties on the moon. Okay. Right. Uh, he said uh, the guests included uh, ex-U.S. Secretary of State of Defense, excuse me, Donald Rumsfeld. Of course he did. And he does also claim to say that perhaps the movie Starship Troopers might have been loosely based on his life. <laughs> what? What? No, he doesn't. <laughs> did he actually? You, you made that up. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Did I? Okay. Did Captain K? Did all of all us? Right. Well, we we'll were having a good know. time. That's now you're oh just kind of ruining it. Ah. There's your world of crazy. That's enough, Sarah. That was. You didn't need to ridicule it. You don't know what's true or not. No, I was just. Do you really think that Captain K might be telling the truth? Well, you don't know. That's well, you're I'm right. Saying. I don't, which is why I'm asking you. Um, well, I, I have to investigate a little bit more. All right. To see if he's telling the truth. All right. Just checking. See, that would be fun to be the Earth Defense Force, but then if you can't tell anybody about it, that would suck. Right? Yeah, because what's the point of it if you can't brag about it? That's that's so true, Greg. You know, you're just doing something to help mankind. I was just, the worst part is not being able to brag about it on Facebook. I mean, yeah, how would you be able to post it on Facebook, on I know, Twitter? Right? I mean, you can be like, yeah, here's what my day was like, and then post like some weird alien creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can always hashtag blessed afterward. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be it. Just another day at the office. Okay, that's enough. All right, let's go. On, uh, let's do a little bit of ball talk. Yes. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right, first up in ball talk. I've got this, some news. Breaking news? No. Oh. Is there breaking news I need to know about that I didn't look No, up? I don't know. You, I don't look at breaking news. I said I've got some news. news. I didn't say it was breaking news, but I mean, it's pretty big news. It's news that I hadn't heard about until I read it this morning. And that is this. Former Portland Trailblazer, Brandon Roy, now has a biography out. Oh. So. That's breaking for me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, just kind of a story about his life, and he he talks about, you know, everything going from college into the draft and what it was like getting drafted and working, you know, being with the Blazers. I don't know how much behind-the-scenes stuff is in it about the trail, about his time with the Blazers, but I would love to read some of that because Brandon Roy, for for people who don't know, Brandon Roy was a very, very, very big big part of the Portland Trail Blazers throughout the, Mm -hmm. you know, mid-2000s all the way up to... I think three, four years ago is when he when he had to retire. We actually were broadcasting for the Trailblazers it right up to season. his yeah, yep. right up to his uh, retirement announcement. And um, so he was awesome. Brandon Roy was amazing. He is the guy who helped change the Trailblazers back, change them into the Blazers back uh, from the Jail Blazers. So the Jail Blazers was the nickname for the Portland Trailblazers in the early two thousands because they were full of a bunch of douchebags. And once they drafted Brandon Roy. Roy was just like, nope, I, would, I don't want these guys on my team anymore. Trade them. They're not mm. good. They're not helping me win. And pretty much, I'm not saying single-handedly, but he was a major, major influence on changing the Blazers eventually into what they are now, which is a very respectable, very good team with good guys, good players, you know, all, all of that. They, they, he, he did all of that. Mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately, his knees gave out on him about five years into his career. You know, he's a three-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year. Brandon Roy will hold a, a special place in Blazer fans' hearts forever. But he had to, he had to retire. So he, he had to. Um, so I'd, I'd be curious though, to read about some of the stuff that were behind the scenes when he was basically telling management to trade Zach Randolph mm. and see what, see what went on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Brandon Roy, badass, very, very cool. I'm, I'm curious to see what his biography says. <laughs> All right, moving on to Baltac. There you go. That was my Brandon Roy love. Hey, I think he's awesome, and I will always think he's badass. All right. Here's somebody who's not badass who actually has refused something that could have rebuilt his image. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Now, I know you probably don't know a whole lot about Roger Goodell, Sarah. He's largely looked at as kind of a jackass. He kind of covered up a lot of the Ray Rice stuff or pretended like he didn't know about the Ray Rice stuff. Ray Rice is the guy who beat his girlfriend in the elevator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The giant scandal stuff over that. I haven't really spent a whole lot of time talking about it here on Ball Talk because it's just gross, all of it. But it's largely speculated that he knew about it ahead of time and didn't really say anything about it. They tried to, like, sweep it under the rug until it went public, and then they're like, oh, oh, uh, this is awful. Mm -hmm. Roger Goodell. Now, here's something he could have done that probably would have would have helped him out a lot. Something that the President of the United States did, and yet Roger Goodell is refusing to do it. And that is a recurring skit on funnierdie.com. Can you guess what it might be? It's a recurring show, in quotation marks, that happens on Funny or Die. They last about five minutes. It's an interview segment. Oh, Between Two Ferns. Yes. Between yes. Two Ferns. They asked Roger Goodell to do a Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, which if you haven't seen those series... They're amazing. They're really... Fu- it's it's hilarious. Even if you don't like Zach Galifianakis, Between Two Ferns is genius. It's it's just... I think my favorite... One of my favorite ones is with funny. Brad Pitt. Yeah, the Brad Pitt one's that great. That one's pretty good. Bradley Cooper's good. I mean, Obama's one is actually really, really good, too. Obama's episode is hilarious. Because uh, what was it? I, I'll, I'll never be able to tell a joke the same way but he was they were, they were like well you run for a third term it's like well two terms is really good third term never seems to work out well just like the hangover movies oh so, yeah yeah it was it was really funny. that was good um anyway roger goodell yeah refused to go on so the league actually posted something responding saying they would not allow roger goodell to subject himself to ridicule from a comedian of all people sounds like he's eating some eggs while he's saying professional football is a very serious business made of men with iron wills and stone faces and that's iron wills and stone faces he said that um that's amazing no he didn't say that this is what Okay, well, this is part of the story anyway. He did not. I just love actually that phrase. That. Somebody he did least. not actually quote that, but uh, anyway, they have. He has. He has said he will not do it because he doesn't want to be ridiculed. So there we go. Moving on to ball talk. He's a man. Moving on to ball talk. Uh, speaking of President Barack Obama, his bracket is now out for public consumption. Yes, the NCAA. Men's basketball tournament starts tomorrow morning. It actually starts tonight. There's there's four playoff games, but those ones don't really count in the bracket. You can adjust your bracket tonight after those games are over, but you probably already picked a winner no matter who it is. But this is what's going on. So it's, it's so it's essentially if you filled out a bracket at funemploymentradio.com slash champions, make sure you've completely filled it out. I would say by tonight, unless you wake up very early tomorrow morning, because I think games start about 9 a.m. Pacific time. So get your bracket filled out, funemploymentradio.com slash. Mine's 100% filled out. 
funemploymentradio.com slash champions to enter the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions! Insanity of Month Before April 2015. Insanity of the Month Before April. That's always a hard one. You should probably practice that. Insanity of the Month Before April 2015. Funemploymentradio.com slash champions. Fill out. Oh, we have 70 people in there. Right now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go there and fill that out. Funemploymentradio.com slash champions. Fill out your bracket. You don't have to know anything about basketball. To participate in this, you can pick know. it based on mascots or based on uh, uniform colors, whatever you want to do. There are some amazing names in the brackets, too. Have you looked at them? Uh, no. What do we have in there? Oh, uh, let's see. There's uh, Mr. Jenky has the banana stand. <laughs> let's see. There's Go Cougs. My favorite. Cougs, are, Cougs aren't in the tournament. <laughs> My favorite is Sarah's super bracket. Oh, wait. That's mine. My favorite, favorite one, though, of all of them is Fifty Shades of Fuckstick, <laughs> which is the best name. Well, there you go. You can name your own bracket. Fifty Shades of Fuckstick. Right there, funemploymentradio.com slash champions. All right, but with this, since it is this time of year, Sarah, there's going to be upsets. There's going to be sadness. Some teams will lose that you never expected, but one thing that we can always be sure of is that we will win because fans will create songs for their teams. Oh, Here is God. one for Duke. The Duke Blue Devils, it's called Dear Duke. This is my letter to Duke. Dear Incredible Duke, been removed for two years. No school is better than you, baby. Back by popular demand, living opulent, reunited and popping in my gothic wonderland. Beautiful springtime campus tours. Wide-eyed kids have never seen the good life, so they glance at yours. Why lecture about the gothic architecture when it's the good times that measured my semester? Orientation what is crazy. this? No surprise, this guy talking the about Duke? Just to socialize. Living in Pegram, sipping on Seagram's, I pour with ease. Try campus, huh? Ignore authorities. Lordy, lordy, all the shorties and sororities. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That is from the Duke Blue Devils by Anthem. This is him rapping Dear Duke. To cleanse the palate, I do have a couple other names for the brackets. Uh, there's another one called Squatchapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> there's also Honey Bucket Hummer. <laughs> Honey Bucket Hummer? Honey Bucket Hummer. Oh, yeah, because of the Shamrock story. Yeah, because story. of yes, the of course. story, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of uh, There's awesome. also a bracket called Sorority of Lies. <laughs> well, go to funemploymentradio.com slash champions to fill out your bracket. I've got one more, Sarah, though. I've got to do this because Kentucky is the favored, the favored team. They're undefeated right now. The Kentucky Wildcats. And here are two gentlemen known as TNT Jenkins. All right, here's a Kentucky Wildcat song. Think I'll drink a few cold ones, feel no pain. Well, we're going to Naptown on this big blue train. Well, old Coach Cal, he's at it again. All them cats do is win, win, win. Greg. These are the Jenkins twins, sir. Greg. On my couch, just feeling fine. Hey, there's another block by Collie Stein. Is that a person? The Harrison yeah. twins got Greg. Headed to the hoop with the pick and roll. There we go. Well, it's a very, it's a very poignant song from... Uh, the Jenkins twins. Oh, Jenkins twins. Called the Kentucky Wildcat song. Is that how it said the Kentucky Wildcat song? Oh, it's still it's still going. 
the Jenkins twins. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash champions to fill out your bracket now. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Cause it's cards they lost the UK game. Okay. <laughs> TNT Jenkins. God damn it, Greg. I like TNT Jenkins. You're so obnoxious. There we go. Jenkins twins. Right there on Fun Plumber Radio. Ooh. Why, Sarah, what is that sound you're making? I believe it's our bike gallery song. Yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. I think this week, Greg, this week we're getting our bikes to ride. This week the competition does begin. Oh. This week is the... Let's see, the third time that I begin kicking your ass. That is not true. In our bike challenge. That is not true. So, of course, we're talking about the bike gallery here in Portland. Six different locations. Uh, The one we go to a lot is the Hollywood location at 5329 Northeast Sandy. Of course, you can shop anywhere online at any time, anywhere. Have something shipped to you at bikegallery.com. But no. But Don't wait. go to bikegallery.com What you need first. to do is go to funemploymentradio.com yes. and click on the Bike Gallery link. Yes. There's, just click on it. If, you're, if, if you want to head there right now, just click on it. Look at some stuff. If you click on it, it really does help us. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Bike Gallery link. It's on the right-hand side. It's right there. Just one click. That's it. And then it shows them You know that you're coming uh, to their page from Fun Employment Radio. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Bike Gallery link on the right-hand side. And then... Shop on their site because, honestly, they're fantastic. They're an awesome, awesome dealer. We're going to have uh, Kelly in next week, mm-hmm. the owner of the Bike Gallery. And, so, and also we wanted – so Greg and I are going to have our bike challenge. But if you want to pick up an odometer and do the challenge along with us, you are more than welcome to. Yes. So we'll be doing like weekly tallies as we do every summer. And mm-hmm. I am so excited to get back on the bike. Oh, it's so cool. And you. on top of that, the Bike Gallery is also offering 10% off. They are. 10% off. So, and again, the way to get that is go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Bike Gallery link right there on our website. It's right on the right-hand side. You can tell any of your friends that uh, shop or bike or want to get anything for a bike. You can do it online. You can do it. Uh, you can go in store. You can buy online, pick it up in store. You can buy online, have it shipped, anything like that. Or you can go in and actually... Just use that uh, use that discount code that's right there. You sure can. So it's very cool. We appreciate them a lot. And you know, if people want to figure out ways to support us, this is a way to support us. Go this to Fun Employment Radio. Yeah. I mean, the reason that we get sponsors like Bike Gallery is because they're very happy with their advertising campaigns with us. And in order for them to be happy, we have to let them know that it's working. Yes. So if you let us know, we can let them know, and then everything's happy. Yes, and we appreciate it so much. And they are fantastic. You are making the right choice by going there. So funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Bike Gallery link and take a look at everything that we're talking about because they are awesome. All right. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Sarah, thank you for powering through today. <laughs> Shut up, Greg. I know. You said you were hungry at one point, and that's uh, obviously because you've been now I strangely, sacrificing. Like, let me tell you, I I am sacrificing because I've been trying to cut out like a bunch of carbohydrates. So I've mm-hmm. been eating cauliflower with cheese instead of noodles with cheese. That sounds trying gross. Trying to trick myself yeah. into thinking it's the same thing. Yeah, it is gross. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Yeah, that no, that so just sound... spoiler alert. It doesn't taste the same. Okay, doesn't taste as good as my metal sharded. I'm sorry. We'll we'll start a maybe a, some cheese. kind of a sympathy group or something online, social media campaign like Save Sarah or, or something like that, or mm-hmm. Pray for Sarah or something. I don't know. Sarah's cheese tooth. R.I.P. Cheese tooth. I don't know. We can figure out something. That's what I'm I'll sure. name my bracket. Sarah's cheese tooth. 
Gross. So gross. <laughs> uh, like I said, send us an email, funemploymentradio.gmail.com. Let me know what you would have leave as a note on the people that block my driveway's cars. Because I want to know. You want to know. Yeah, I want to know. You want to steal people's ideas and make them seem as if they're your own original I'm ideas. not going to steal them. I'll give them credit. I'm looking for a good one. Are you going to sign their name on the note then? No, I'm not going to get anybody in trouble. I'm not going to sign a name. Well, you don't have to sign I a name. I never sign a name. Like, Why would I sign a name? I don't know. Jeez, I, I don't know. I'm so sorry. Dear asshole, I hate how you parked here. Signed, Greg Nibbler. Here is my phone number I and my email address. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to leave a terrible note for them. All right, coming up later on the Fun Employment Radio Network, The Carl Show. Yes. Starring Jason at about 5.30 p.m. right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. And that will be followed by Geek in the City. All right, you're getting a little too flamboyant with that thing. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Com, bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.